It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda. A double shot of Catholicism and conversation to start your day off right. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Tuesday morning to you. It is March 7th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us. You know what, Brenda? What's that, David? It's time to get up, have a little breakfast. What's this stuff? Some cereal. It's supposed to be good for you. Did you try it? I'm not going to try it. You try it. I'm not going to try it. Let's get Mikey. Yeah. He won't need it. He hates everything. He likes it. Hey, Mikey. When you bring life home, don't tell the kids it's one of those nutritional cereals you've been trying to get them to eat. You're the only one who has to know. <laughs> hey, Mikey, he likes it. Hey, Davey, he likes it. He, he likes it. Today is National Cereal Day. Oh, I love. You know, there was a time in life where the perfect bedtime snack, mm-hmm. like just a little bit to get you through the night yeah. when you were younger, a bowl of cereal. bowl of cereal. Yep, absolutely. So as a kid growing up, ate a lot of cereal, I think as many folks did in my age growing <laughs> yeah, I up. I did too, yes. My favorite, and I'm sure it was not very good for you because it was loaded with sugar, but I loved sugar frosted flakes. Frosted flakes. Like they were crunchy and sweet. Some milk. Oh, so good. That was a good one. Now the sugary sweets, you know, my mom was a little tough and she didn't let us get too yeah. many because she knew that we would just eat up. For one thing, we would just eat it. Yeah. Gone. Uh, but Cheerios was a mainstay in the house. There sure. was always Cheerios or cornflakes. Mm-hmm. But if we got to choose, we'd get Captain Crunch. Oh, yeah. It's a big one, too. Captain Crunch was pretty good. I also liked Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops, yep. Good one there, nice, too. Nice bit of uh, artificial dyes to get your system going <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> we uh, eventually uh, kind of transitioned to Raisin Bran. I liked okay. Raisin Bran. It was pretty good. You know, Probably a little better for you. We don't eat a lot of cereal now, but what we do eat is Bob Red's Mill, Bob Red Mill, the long cooking steel cut oats. Oh, okay. And they're so very like oatmeal. good. Yeah, it's like oatmeal, but they're little grains. They're not like, oh. you know, flakes if you look at steel cut oats. And so we have a really cool rice cooker, and you cook them in that. And they take about an hour. Really? So you have to have some time to okay. do it. So I'll do it on the weekend. If I make them, I'll make them on the weekend because more time. I can't do it now in the morning because I'm on the move. But. Yeah, so they're really good, too. And so we'll make those steel-cut oats and put a little bit of, uh, or put some blueberries in them. Okay. And then maybe just a dash, just a dash of, of maple syrup. Oh, okay. And so cinnamon. Just, just and cinnamon. to give that little yeah. bit of, of flavor, yeah. a little sweetness on there. But those okay. those are really good. That's about the type of cereal I eat anymore. So cereal, that's I think so. I think the older you get, yeah, you like those. Mm. War- I like warm foods mm-hmm. i mean just temperature wise yeah. i like you know oh for a, warm cereals like cream of wheat mm-hmm. i love to eat yeah. uh oatmeal was one that we would enjoy too a lot so all falling <laughs> under the cereal category i think i remember the ones one we would get when our daughters were young cinnamon toast crunch oh yeah. Still still on that, the menu at our house it really? sometimes. That's oh sure. Yeah. I just bought a, a big box of honey nut Cheerios hey, yesterday. How about that? Uh, from the uh, big box stores yeah. so that way uh, 
Yeah, you get a little sugar and a little fuel going in the morning. Guy, it's quick. yeah, guy who invented cereal basically way back in the day here in the United States. Anyway, last name Kellogg. Oh, ring a bell. It rings a little <laughs> bit of a bell. Yes. <laughs> well, like so. a manna from heaven, you can enjoy yourself a yeah. bowl of uh, Kellogg's Corn Flakes. I just got. I kind of got myself hungry now. Are you ready about to have? I, I want a bowl of cereal now. It sounds <laughs> sounds kind of good. What do you have coming up this morning? Well, David, it was meant to be a temporary council in the Vatican, but after the work was completed, well, they still gathered to advise the Pope. Now new members are announced for the Car- Council of Cardinals. All right. And uh, boy, I'll tell you what, we are getting into March Madness full bore okay. now. Okay. So some big games yesterday, Portland Pilots ladies team. Doing Under. their thing. They're doing their thing. So we'll have that for you coming up. All right. We got a great show for you this Tuesday morning. Here's Taylor Tripodi and Forgiven. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Each day I try to find something to heal these scars of mine. But I just can't find peace of mind. Something inside me tells myself you can't forgive me. But I'm the fool to be so
is Taylor Tripodi and Forgiven. 709 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this Thursday morning. Thursday morning, Tuesday morning. It's a Tuesday morning. My, I know you're ready is to... Bre- breaking ahead here. You yes. must have big plans this weekend. <laughs> Tuesday, Tuesday morning. That's what it is, the 7th of March. Hey, you know, we have three new podcasts coming up on the Hail Mary Media app. You're going to hear about them right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support from Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie. Located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood, the Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily. Open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. At Mater Dei Radio, everything we do is meant to illuminate the truth of Christ. From starting the day with David and Brenda on the morning blend to closing the night with the mysteries of the rosary, we're devoted to leading souls into the way, the truth, and the life of Jesus. Mark your calendar for April 17th through 21st as we seek the truth during Mater Dei Radio's 2023 Spring share It's going to be a week of joyful celebration, and you can be a big part of it by helping us build a strong matching fund. Your support now will have a deep impact on Mater Dei Radio's success in April by providing a strong incentive for our share listeners to match your prayerful giving. To learn more and make your matching gift, go now to materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app and seek the truth during our 2023 Spring share at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 7-12 at Mater Dei Radio. You know, it's still chilly out there. It's still cold out. Come on. It is still winter, but come on, we should be through this. It's only winter for uh, a couple more weeks, and then we're turning the corner to spring. Today, though, we'll have a high of right around 49 degrees. Maybe we'll hit the 50-degree mark. 60% chance of showers, a low of 34 overnight tonight, about a 40% chance of showers. And then for Wednesday morning, maybe again a little rain-snow mix. So we'll see for Wednesday, a high of 46. Currently, it is 36 degrees at Our Lady of Lords Catholic School in Vancouver. And 37 degrees at St. Francis of Assisi Church in Portland. Well, our effort here at Mater Dei Radio is to bring you the very best of Catholic broadcasting and production, both over the air and on our standalone podcast. And it is our prayer that through our efforts that your faith is strengthened, draws you closer to our Lord. Now, as part of that work, we're growing the number of standalone podcasts that are available to you both on our website and on the Hail Mary media app. And my guest today is joining me to introduce you to three more. 
Julia Monin is the founder of Journeys Revealed Ministry, and she's joining me today to introduce us to the new podcast, well, available to you, our listeners. Good morning, Julia. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh my gosh, what a joy and blessing being with you. Thanks for having me. Well, it's wonderful to be able to talk with you about these because, boy, you are so busy. You are part of every one of these new podcasts, and we're so excited to be able to offer these to our listeners, both here in at, in Portland area and really around the world who are using the Hail Mary media app. Before we get to the three new podcasts that we're offering, tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you founded Journeys Revealed. Sure thing. So I am a cradle Catholic from a family of five, from the middle child in a family of five. And, you know, growing up, mom and dad did what we were supposed to be doing as practicing Catholics, right? We were in the pews every weekend, going to confession at least once a year, like good practicing Catholics are supposed to do. Um, But, you know, my mom puts it best when she kind of shares her own story, though, and we're generational Catholics from I don't know how far back. Um, Though God was in our heads, he was never really in our hearts, never really necessarily understood why we were doing what we were doing as a family. And long story short, I had a massive fall from grace as a youngster, you know, growing up, um, just fell into that, the life of the culture and this life of sin very, very innocently in the beginning. Um, But though it was innocent, it grew kind of steadily too at that same time, like sin does, right? So fast forward through my young adult years, my high school years, my college years, and on the brink of college graduation, I I had just like a wake up moment of realizing that, um, wow, I, I don't know how I got here, right? I don't know how I went from that young girl in junior high vowing to live my life by certain moral standards to this young woman on the brink of college graduation who was living anything but that life, right? And so I really came face to face with um, really the sin of my life for the first time. And um, of course, I didn't know what to do about it, and I wasn't talking to anybody about it, so swept it under the rug, eventually graduated college and and moved back home um, and um, was in the brink of of living with my parents who were in the midst of their own like reversion experience, right? Falling in love with their faith for the first time, growing in in peace and wisdom and grace. And I was noticing that as a youngster. And um, my mom one day at the in the kitchen um, took me aside and and she was really wise about, not pushing because I'm the type of person, if you push, I'm kind of in the habit of pushing back. So she knew not to do that, but she did ask me a question that absolutely changed my my life. And she said, Julia, when's the last time you've been to confession? Um, and the truth is it had been years since I had gone and made a good confession. And I knew in that moment, like I was longing for a fresh start, right? My, I was awakened to my life of sin. I knew I, I needed a fresh start. I wanted a fresh start. Um, but up until that point was really just avoiding it. Um, but I did eventually after like, again, very long time of, of putting it off because I was so terrified to go, to go back. Um, I did eventually get so desperate. <laughs> And I wish it was like more beautiful than that. I wish it was like, oh, I just loved the Lord and I knew he would forgive me and it was going to be this beautiful return to the sacrament. And I desired this, but honestly, I was just, I was desperate, right? I was lost in my sin. I wanted out. I was trying to get out on my own. I couldn't get out. Um, but eventually I did make a return to the sacrament of reconciliation. And of course, um, it didn't make all my problems go away immediately because that's not how the sacrament works. But it did give me something that I hadn't had in years, and that was hope. And so eventually that turned into, um, you know, more apostolic works or works in ministry or just getting involved in the life of my parish, um, which led into me um, keeping a journal. And and again, that was just something that 
wasn't anything profound or with didn't come with fireworks, just was growing in my life of prayer and started just journaling about things that were happening. Um, again, fast forward through this and eventually I uh, felt the nudge to maybe publish that journal. Um, and so that was incredibly frightening. It took a ton of discernment and a ton of just practicalities of figuring all of that out. But eventually that is what I did is published my journal that was in um, 2017. That's called The World is Noisy, God Whispers. Um, and then that eventually turned into me producing a podcast. So I would take a reflection from my journal and every episode would be on um, on that, like reflecting, giving a kind of behind the scenes of what I was journaling about that day, um, inviting people to open up their scripture to kind of ponder with that in, in their own in their own life of prayer as well. Um, now, since then, I've come out with second editions of my first two books, and then I just published my third book um, just this year, January of this year, which is The World is Noisy, God Whispers, Volume 2. So this one picks up where my first one left off. Um, so so yeah, that's the genesis of 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 me writing and speaking. And then eventually after um after you know my book was in print for a couple of years, Journeys Revealed Ministries, we we were just praying about that. Myself and my book and the team that helped me publish my book. Um, we would just begin praying about, okay, are I I guess again, this wasn't like a firework thing. It was so ordinary. It was just I can't be the only one, can I? I can't be the only one that's that's, you know, fallen from grace, that's made a return to the Lord, that's fallen in love with him, that's maybe kept a spiritual journal, that that um, you know, has a story to share, but that would never get picked up maybe by a mainstream publisher. And that was my story. I, I got rejected from a publisher that I thought for sure was going to be the people to publish my book. It was a no. Um, so I ended up having to uh, self-publish the book initially. And so Journeys Revealed Ministries was birthed out of that, out of there's got to be other people with hmm. with um, you know, stories to share that maybe wouldn't sell a million copies to get picked up by a mainstream um, audience or, or publisher, but that has a beautiful story. The story of their soul. And so that's how Journeys Revealed Ministries was birthed. Um, we, our, our patroness is St. Therese of Lisieux, the little flower. And of course, she gives us that beautiful um, work, Story of a Soul. So our mission is to spread the love of Jesus by sharing the stories of our souls one intimate moment at a time. And so we focus on publishing, um, you know, books that are primarily those things you would never want to share with anybody, journals or letters you wrote to family or or things like that. Um, but we, we work on really allowing the soul to grow and to share those stories of souls so that we can give authentic witness to what God is doing in our interior lives. Well, Julia, your name of your ministry says it all, Journeys Revealed. For mm -hmm. all of us, it's not until we look back and we realize how far we've come that God was guiding us all along when it seems so difficult and so lost in the desert, it seems. And now you have these amazing podcasts available, and now even more people will be able to have access to it here through Mater Day Radio. Well, let's start with The World is Noisy, God Whispers, because it just seems like mm -hmm. that was the catalyst to really start all of these things. You know, in fact, Pope Francis has said that for Lent, give up all that excess noise, the cars and the traffic and the TVs running and social media platforms just go crazy and, you know, news 24 hours a day. Let it go. Because you're right, God mm -hmm. does speak to us, but it's in the quiet. So tell our listeners about your podcast, The World is Noisy, God Whispers. 
Sure thing. So generally speaking, that podcast, it's a monthly podcast, comes out on the first of every month. And generally it is. It's taking something from one of my books, which my book is just a compilation of little reflections, right? So short little reflections that each end with a prayer. And then I I, uh, added scripture to the end of each reflection so that the reader can really really sit with the, with the word of God in their own life of prayer. What's God saying to you? So the podcast just give us an opportunity to kind of, um, to mind the depths a little bit more. So what was really going on in the reflection in the book and what, what is really the Lord maybe wanting to say to us in the scripture that's tied to that? Um, really though, the, the podcast, everything I'm doing, if I can be honest with you at its best, I think just helps people grow in their life of prayer. So people, you know, prayer is, is so important, right? The life of our souls, how we live in this relationship with our, this father who made us with this son who saved us and it's all there in this life of prayer and yet how difficult it is to live the life of prayer to show up day in and day out especially when the fireworks aren't going off right especially when we're in moments of dryness or you know i tried praying it didn't work so i'm done with that what else you got so to really grow in that life of prayer um takes that consistent persistent effort and fortitude and so um certainly if you're like me you need help with that and and to have somebody that you can just pull out a book that a little something you can just reflect on day in and day out. Um, And so again, at its best, I think that's what my books does. The the podcast is meant to supplement that. So if you're, if you're looking to kind of dive into a a reflection a little bit more, Um, I am a secular, uh, a secular Carmelite, discalced Carmelite. 2021, I made my definitive promises as a secular Carmelite, of course, and our charism is to, to this life of prayer, right? To pray for the world, to pray for priests. And so I've learned a lot about that and that charism. And, and anyway, that's that world is noisy. God whispers is really, was really inspired by Elijah, you know, the prophet Elijah being on the mountain and and God is coming and God, he knows God is coming and he's not in the fire and he's not in the earthquake right and the Lord uh, God appears to the prophet Elijah in the in the sheer silence right in this small whisper um and and so that's what the the inspiration behind my my book says the world is noisy God whispers is taken from that and of course we look in in Carmel we look at, at Elijah as instrumental in our charism as well and so um anyway that's what listeners would get in that podcast um, some just something, a lot of meat to ponder really in their life of prayer. Let's learn together. Let's learn from each other. I'm really real on, on the episode. You know, I, I share probably more than I should, but I think that we're, when we're most real with mm-hmm. one another, that that's how we learn from one another. We're not alone. You know, we all have good days and bad days, times where, where we're crushing it, so to speak, and other times when we're far from that. Um, but how can we find the Lord in all of that? So that podcast especially is more thoughts to ponder, something to help you in your life of prayer. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I have special guests, we'll do special series, but mostly it's once a month. And um, yeah, just more to reflect on. Oh, Mm -hmm. fantastic. Well, it's wonderful that we have an opportunity to share. The world is noisy. God whispers on the Hail Mary media app. Julia Monin is joining me today. She is the founder of Journeys Revealed Ministry. Well, Julia, I've loved our conversation. We've gone through one of your podcasts, but Well, there's a couple more that I want to talk to you about, but I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in our next half hour? Yes, of course. And it is 724 at Mater Day Radio. Well, that's great. Some new podcasts. I love that, of course, the Hail Mary Media app. All that information about the app, it's free, of course, you can find on our website. Also have a lot of Lent resources on there as well. It is the free Hail Mary Media app. All the details on our website at materdayradio.com. 
Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. There's a lot of depth and interesting details in the story of the woman at the well. Jesus asks a Samaritan woman for a drink, while his disciples are off to buy food, and this request leads to a fascinating conversation. Jesus reveals to her that he has living water that will cause those who drink it to never thirst again. He also reveals that he knows the details of her personal relationships with several husbands, and even tells her, a non-Jew, that he is the Christ, the long-awaited Messiah. We are told that the woman leaves her water jar at the well and goes off to tell the people in town about him. It's as if she completely abandons her important mission for water. She abandons bodily comforts for more important things. And this echoes the apostles who left behind their fishing nets to go follow Jesus. What are we willing to abandon and leave behind to follow the Lord this Lent? This is Matt Maloney from KnowTheFaith.net. Is God calling you to do something different with your life? Join Mater Day Radio's team as our new grant writer. Shape the future of Catholic media through this dynamic part-time position, offering you competitive pay and an exciting opportunity for remote work with flexible hours to suit your schedule. Get more details on the grant writer position and how to apply at materdayradio.com. That's materdayradio.com to join us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life at Mater Day Radio. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 727 at Mater Day Radio, and Amtrak train travel resumes between Portland, Vancouver, B.C. We'll tell you about it coming up. And new Cardinals place on the Council of Cardinals. Going to be advising Pope Francis in important decisions. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in the news. Here is the thirsting with footsteps. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. I see my footsteps in the sand. I'm all alone and I'm wondering who I am In a world gone mad You were the one thing that I had But tonight I stand alone And I can't stop loving you I spent my time Places where your love filled me again My heart's so torn How could you leave me all alone? But it don't matter what you do
The Thirsting and Footsteps. It's 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, Pope Francis appointed five new members to his Council of Cardinal Advisors on Tuesday, including Synod Organizer Cardinal Jean-Claude Halric and Canadian Cardinal Gerard Lacroix. The Vatican announced on March 7th the nine members of Pope Francis' Council of Cardinals tasked with assisting the Pope in the governance of the Universal Church. Now, with the new appointments, Honduran Cardinal Oscar Maradiaga, who's 80 years old, and Germany's Cardinal Reinhard Marx, 69 years old, are no longer members of the Council of Cardinals. Now, Cardinal Giuseppe Bertello, the 80-year-old retired president of the government of Vatican City State, has been replaced by his successor. Now, the group of Cardinal Advisors, also referred to as the C9 for its nine members, was established by Pope Francis one month after his election in 2013 to advise the Pope on the reform of the Roman Curia, particularly the new apostolic constitution. Now, the group continued to meet after the Constitution's publication and discussed the Synod on Synodality and the work of the Pontifical Commission for the Protection of Minors at its last meeting in December. Now, the body of a man who fell into the ocean from a cliff at Cape Kiwanda in Pacific City on Saturday has been recovered, according to Oregon State Police. OSP says the man, 25-year-old Henry Min Huan of West Covina, California, was hiking beyond a safety fence in an area known as the Punch Bowl at about 5 p.m. when he slipped and fell about 20 feet to the water's edge. He was reportedly knocked unconscious from the fall and swept into the ocean by the waves. Oregon State Police, Nestucca Fire and Rescue, and the U.S. Coast Guard searched for the man using drones and a helicopter. The recovery effort was suspended until Sunday morning. At about 4.30 p.m. on Sunday afternoon, Min Huan was found dead on the shoreline at the bottom of a nearby cliff. His body was recovered and taken to a local funeral home. 
Well, the U.S. Forest Service is moving forward with its request to increase or add recreation fees at 36 trailheads, campsites and cabins and other recreational hubs in the Gifford Pinchot National Forest. No Resource Advisory Committee will consider the proposed charge increases Thursday at the Gifford Pinchot National Forest headquarters in Vancouver, that is in person or through Zoom. Now, officials said the fee increases are aligned with the agency's ongoing services that would make the forest recreation rates more consistent with the rest of the state. Now, roughly 95 percent of the service recreation fee revenue is reinvested into the forest to operate, improve and maintain its facilities, such as campgrounds, restrooms and trail upgrades. Now, some of the areas with a new fee or increase proposed includes the Johnston Ridge Observatory at Mount St. Helens. And there's a charge for those who want to climb Mount St. Helens or Mount Adams. Have you ever done one of those mountains? Climb to the top? Yeah, I have not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, uh, I think I don't need to. (laughs) I have have a couple of buddies who climbed, it was South Sisters. Okay. Yeah, in Central Oregon. Said it was beautiful. But yeah, I've never done, never done a mountain climb like that. Never done a mountain climb. Well, now you don't have to worry about the fee. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Hey, good news for train travelers. They will once again be able to take the train directly from downtown Portland to Vancouver, B.C. Three years after the line was disrupted, trips into Canada were halted in 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic as travel restrictions went into place around the world. In September 2022, the train line resumed between Seattle and Vancouver, but those traveling from Portland were required to transfer Now, travelers can leave Portland Union Station 3 p.m. and arrive at Pacific Central Station in Vancouver, B.C. around 11 p.m., according to Amtrak officials. The southbound train is scheduled to leave Vancouver 6.35 a.m. and return to Portland at 2.55 p.m. The train also stops in Seattle, several other towns along the way, including Olympia, Tacoma and Vancouver, Washington. Okay. You ever done that? Uh, I have taken the train before from he, from Vancouver to Tacoma. Best best ride ever. Yeah. It was really very, very comfortable. Uh, our daughter used to take the train back and forth from college. Mm-hmm. She was up in Bellingham. But my mom and dad, uh, years ago, on one of their trips up to visit us, they took the train. To Vancouver, B.C. Oh, nice. Now, back at that time, there was a small part that the uh, a bus right. had to connect them to a portion of tracks that weren't completed. But they said it was a fabulous trip. It was really yeah. easy to use. But, you, you know, Washington residents, if you have that enhanced driver's license, you don't need a passport to get back and forth mm-hmm. uh, on the train. That is good for land crossings. Gotcha. Uh, but... If you don't have the enhanced driver's license or if you are from Oregon, yeah. you got to have a passport yeah. to get in. All right. We took the Amtrak from Portland, Union Station, to Seattle. It's been several years ago now, my wife and I did, to uh, see uh, a Tom Petty concert at oh. Safeco Field. Had a blast. I, I, for sure, the Tom Petty portion of that trip <laughs> yes. was the uh, highlight, but oh, the train was. made it easy, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, sure did. Well, the historic Jansen Beach Carousels looking for a new permanent home. The nonprofit historic preservation organization Restore Oregon says it's searching for a community or entity with the ability to both assume ownership of the carousel and give it a home. 
says if it doesn't happen by September 15th, the carousel may end up leaving Oregon. The nonprofit says that when it accepted the donation of the carousel back in 2017, it was meant to be temporary. Well, it hopes to find a new owner that would preserve the carousel rather than allowing it to be broken down and sold into pieces. Where is it at now? Uh, I believe it's in storage. Oh, right? It looks okay. like it's in pieces. Gotcha. Because obviously yeah. it's not at Jansen Beach anymore. Yeah, that's right. Right. In sports, University of Portland women's basketball team is on to the championship game of the West Coast Conference postseason tournament in Las Vegas. Yesterday afternoon, the second-seeded Pilots held on to defeat Pacific 75-72. to Big game for Alex Fowler, who had a season-high 29 points, six rebounds, four assists, and five steals. Portland will play top-seed Gonzaga at oh, one this afternoon. Man. Oh, yeah. That's for the title. So the Bulldogs beat BYU 79-64 to in the semifinals yesterday. This will be the third meeting between Gonzaga and the Pilots this year, with the Bulldogs winning both games <gasps> during the regular season. Okay. So, all right, Portland, three times. They could do this. They could do it, absolutely. Men's Conference Final has Gonzaga taking on St. Mary's for the title. That game is at 6 o'clock. It'll be televised on ESPN. Well, David, we've talked about this before. When we kneel down for the Eucharistic prayer in Mass, we know that if we hear the word indeed, we got Eucharistic prayer number two, and it's going to be a short one, (laughs) right? That's right. That's so funny that you say that. (laughs) But if you begin to hear the priest go into a litany of saint names, oh yes, well, that's Eucharistic prayer number one. Number one. Now, when the priest chooses that prayer, it's also known as the Roman canon. He has the option of reciting a short list of saints before and after saying the sacred words of consecration. And it's an ancient list and one that has changed very little through the centuries. Now, the first list highlights the Blessed Virgin Mary, St. Joseph, the 12 apostles, and 12 other saints of the early church. Then after the consecration, the priest will recite another list of 15 saints, including seven women in that list. Yes. So who are these women that the church chose to mention in the Mass, which is often called the source and the summit of Christian life. Felicity, Perpetua. Felicity and Perpetua, David, are the first Thank two on much. my yes. list today. Of course, because we celebrated their feast day yesterday. St. Felicity, a young and pregnant slave girl in the second century, Felicity was persecuted by the Romans for her Christian faith and sentenced to death with St. Perpetua in the amphitheater at public games. And St. Perpetua was a noble woman of Carthage and was thrown into the same prison as Felicity for refusing to deny her Christian faith. She chronicled her experience in a diary up until the day of her death, and this account was highly popular for many centuries after her death. So throughout the show today, David, we're going to go through the list of the other uh, five women listed in the Eucharistic prayer. See I if felt, you can think of any more. Okay, I felt like I was in my uh, going back to CCD class when yeah. the uh, teacher said, who were the... Who were, and your hand was My hand first. right up. That would be Felicity Perpetua. I get a gold star today, You by the way. get a gold star. You get two, in Thank fact. Thank you. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, happening now is the 40 Days for Life spring campaign in Eugene Springfield, Vancouver, 
and in Portland. All in the area are invited to join in 40 days of prayer and fasting for an end to abortion. You are also invited to stand and peacefully pray during the 40-day vigil in the public right-of-way outside of Planned Parenthood. Please help spread the word about this important community outreach. You can find more details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Was Anastasia on that list? Oh, you are jumping ahead, looking for more gold stars, and no googling, David. I'm not. Hey, look it. I'm not googling. I'm just this is my memory right there. We continue our interview on the new pad podcast on the Hail Mary Media app right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join me, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and other listeners of Modern Day E Radio as we pray an act of hope. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh my God, relying on your infinite mercy and promises, I hope to obtain pardon of my sins, the help of your grace, and everlasting life through the merits of Jesus Christ my Lord and Redeemer. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us at materdayradio.com and click prayer, or call our prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 7.43 at Mater Day Radio. About a 60% chance of rain today. We'll have a high of 49 degrees. Showers overnight tonight, low of 34. And then for Wednesday, a little cooler, maybe a rain-snow mix in the morning and showers, a high of 46. Well, currently it is 36 degrees at the Grotto right here in Portland. And it is 37 degrees at St. Mark's Church in Eugene. I am continuing now my conversation with Julia Monin. Julia is the founder of Journeys Revealed Ministries. And in our first half hour, Julia revealed to us how she began that ministry. And of course, the fruits of that, which include wonderful books and three new podcasts that are available to our listeners. Julia, thank you so much for staying with me. Of course. What a joy being here. Well, Julia, as we spoke about in our first half hour and the name of your ministry reveals it all, Journeys Revealed. I mean, life mm-hmm. is a journey. And until we are before the Lord in the beatific vision, well, we're going to continue to journey and be pilgrims on that journey. Your mm-hmm. standalone podcasts that are available at Mater Day Radio now, 
Well, it's to really walk with people on their journeys and guide them along. And so we really appreciate you staying with us today. In our first half hour, we talked about the world is noisy. God whispers. I encourage our listeners, if you missed that, to please go to our website and pull up our interview. You'll be able to hear that first half. Now, the next one, and this is quite a movement, and I'll be honest, I had not been familiar with it until we got your podcast and our executive director, Patrick Ryan, said, this is amazing. And it's the show and stat way of life. Please introduce mm-hmm. our listeners to that mm-hmm. if they're not familiar with it. Sure thing. Uh, the Schoenstatt movement is a movement of uh, religious renewal in the Catholic Church. Um, and actually, Schoenstatt is a German word. It's, it originates in Germany. So Schoenstatt in German, Schön, S-C-H-O-E-N, means beautiful, stat place. So Schoenstatt, Schoenstatt, um, German word, beautiful place. It was founded in 1914 by Father Joseph Kentenich. Um, And the, the heart of the movement itself is really a, a devotion to the Blessed Mother. Mother through consecration to the Blessed Mother in what Schoenstatt, um, the, the terminology Schoenstatt uses is um, the covenant of love. And so we prepare our hearts to enter into this covenant of love with the Blessed Mother. And it's through this Blessed Mother, of course, that we are drawn into the depths and into the to the likeness of, of her son, right? So devotion to Our Lady, to the Blessed Mother. Um, there's sh- a lot of shrines that are originated that, that come with the movement. Um, so in addition to where we consecrate our to the Blessed Mother, and we live out our covenant with her, um, we also have shrines with the movement. And, and the shrines with the movement are attributed with three different graces. The grace of inner transformation, right, that we grow and we become these saints that God has created to be. The grace of um, apostolic zeal, right, that we have this grace to go out and to share this love, this goodness, this mercy with others to help build the church. And then this grace of being at home, right, where we know we know here that this world, we often feel the weight of it. We know that this isn't our home. We, we step outside and we know that. And so Shunstock gives us this place of encounter with, with our lady, with our Lord, where we can, um, it's like being on the ark, right, in the midst of the storm, right, this, this grace of being at home. So yes, the Shunstock movement is um, very active where I am from in West Central Ohio. There's a daughter shrine in Waukesha, Wisconsin, where which is kind of like the headquarters is not the right word, but where where we mm-hmm. have that in the States here. Um, and there's other daughter shrines. Daughter shrines are exact replicas of the original shrine, which is in Schoenstatt, Germany. Um, but anyway, I became active in the movement back in 2010. My husband and I went through formation together, made our covenant of love, and the Blessed Mother um, radically, just a radical conversion. And in fact, if you heard the first part of the interview when we had that first section, I talked about that. I was just fallen into the life of sin, living the life, the culture. I had this moment where I was really like awakened to that reality of, oh my gosh, how did I get here? And it was at that moment that my own parents were going through their own sort of reversion. And it was through this devotion to Our Lady through the Shunstatt movement. They themselves had had learned more about their faith, consecrated themselves to the Blessed Mother, were becoming more active in their faith, and the graces of it began pouring out on us, on us, their children, as well. And so my, after my husband and I were married, we became active in the movement, learned more about our faith. Um, you have an option to dedicate a shrine in your home, what, what the movement calls a home shrine, right? This place of grace, this place of prayer in your home. And so my husband and I did that, and, and it was like the more we gave ourselves to the Blessed Mother, the more we entrusted to her, the more we grew in our understanding and our faith, uh, uh, our understanding of the church. Oh man, the more and more we fell in love with her son, the more we fell in love with each other, the more uh, God continued to heal us, continued to heal our marriage, continued to grow us. And so the Shunstat Way of Life podcast 
Trust was started years after that. Um, the movement here in Ohio um, was 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 growing, and that was something that I could offer to the movement of just some a way for us to learn together what we're what some um, specifically how we grow in our devotion to our Blessed Mother. Sometimes the the unique charism of Schoenstatt and what that means and how we live that out. So it was really meant for um, people here in Ohio uh, who were looking to live their covenant of love out in their daily lives. Um, but it's definitely grown. Shunstad is an international movement. So there's listeners from all over the world tuning into that podcast. Um, and and it's more than just Shunstad specific, because certainly as Catholics, we're all drawn to devotion to the Blessed Mother. And so how can we all learn from that, learn from one another and really... Um, enter in, put ourselves under Our Lady's mantle, right? So that she can draw us into the depths of her love son for us. So um, so yeah, that's where that podcast comes from. Again, that one's monthly, okay. comes out once a month on the 18th of every month. And that is because the 18th of October, 1914 is when Shunstadt was founded. Um, and so that's what we call our founding day. And so every 18th of the month in a special way in the movement is uh, covenant day. We renew our covenants with Our Lady. And so it comes out on the 18th of every month. Oh, fantastic. Mm -hmm. That is just one of the podcasts you are going to get that is being produced by Julia Mann the founder of Journeys Revealed Ministry. All right. So the world is noisy. God whispers. And of course, the Shunstadt way of life. If that weren't enough, well, yeah, I'm going to add <laughs> one more to the list. Darting through the faith. Now, this is wonderful because you have a wonderful co-host on that podcast. Mm -hmm. Tell us more about it. Yeah, darting through the faith is definitely the most fun I have recording a podcast because I do have a co-host, Father Sean Wilson. Um, Father Sean is the pastor at the parishes that I am a part of, um, the Holy Face of Jesus Parishes. He's pastor of four different, it's a region of four different parishes. And Father Sean and I did a radio show together um, when, when he was first assigned up here. And we just had a lot of fun together talking about the faith, being at the mic with each other. And when he was appointed pastor, we talked about getting getting back into something. So this was really... This was his idea. This was his mission. This is his vision. It's something we produce for his parishioners. Um, but it, he he's invited me along for the ride. So we have a lot of fun together. So darting through the faith, it's that name because we literally every week take a dart or Father Sean takes a dart. I, it's, I joke that it's in my contract. I don't have to throw the dart. But he literally takes the dart and he throws it at a big, huge custom dartboard that we make. And we're darting our way through the catechism. So we just pull out a little section of the catechism of the Catholic Church a little bit at a time. And we we share we share what the church is teaching on that um, we have some special series every now and again if something special is going on in his parish where you know we need to like break from catechism stuff and we record some things on that we had a whole year of the Eucharist where we were focused just on Eucharist and, and what Holy Mother Church gives us through that um, but primarily it's a it's a podcast that comes out weekly episodes are released every Friday and they're based on wherever that dart landed and whatever section we're covering in the catechism Oh, how much fun and how uh, how exciting to be a little on your toes because you don't exactly know where you're going to go. But boy, mm -hmm. as we said, the, the Lord reveals that and the Holy Spirit's with us to guide our conversations. Mm -hmm. Well, Julia, um, for sure, the Holy Spirit was with us today to guide our conversation. Thank you so much for your time. Now, before we go, tell our listeners a little bit more about where they're going to find your webpage on Journeys Revealed Ministry and then also some of the resources you have available there. 
Sure. So our website is journeysrevealed.com, journeysrevealed.com. So you can learn all about what we are doing there, the the books that we've published. Of course, mine are available for sale online there, as well as the couple other that we have we have printed since our founding. Um, and we are we are definitely still in our infancy, just getting our feet wet as an apostolate. Just moved into office space in 2020. Um, but man, is it growing? And are we seeing the need and the desire for people to want to share their stories, to want to grow in holiness, um, but not have an outlet or resources to do that. So journeysrevealed.com is where you can learn all about us and our apostolate and our mission. Um, um, on there is a subsite, my own website, theworldisnoisy.com. So if you just want to go to theworldisnoisy.com, you can find out information about me, um, the books, the podcasts, everything I've got going on can be found there as well. Well, fantastic. Julia, I have really enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, what a blessing. Thank you for having me. And we pray that your journeys will eventually lead you to the Pacific Northwest. We'd love to host you sometime. Thank you so much. I would love that. And again, that is Julia Mon, and now she is the founder of Journeys Revealed Ministries and also the producer of three great new podcasts that are available to our listeners. On the podcast of this interview, I'm going to put all of those, all the information about where you can find the podcast and also how you can get to Julia's webpage. And you're going to find it again on the podcast at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. It is 7.54 at Mater Day Radio. It's David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend this Tuesday morning. So, Brenda, we are a little over a month away from our spring share Oh, it's coming around it again. Sure what a is. great week we have ahead. I mention it because today, if you are on the Mater Day Radio mailing list, our letter is going out. Our oh, spring okay. Sherathon letter is going to be hitting your mailboxes in the next day or two. So please watch for that. This year's theme for the spring Sherathon: seek the truth. I love that. Yeah. So anyway, please watch that. And you have an opportunity to give to our matching fund through this letter. So again, going out in the mailbox today. But you can also go to our website and find out more right there on the front page. It says 2023 spring Sherathon. That is at materdayradio.com, or you can find it as well through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio. KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator K235BF, Eugene. And streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland, dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by U.S. News and World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its colleges of arts and sciences and its schools of business, education, engineering, and nursing. Learn more at up.edu. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? 
Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. The Morning Blend. It's a cup of joy with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. Well, a popular Portland event will hit the streets again this spring and summer. We'll tell you about it coming up. And powerful winds blow the roof right off a historic church in Indiana. But then, the miracle. I'll tell you about it coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Today is a pretty special day because we celebrate not just one saint, but two. Perpetua and Felicity. Even if you're not an expert, you might have heard this pair of names before, probably in a litany, and you might be wondering why they're always listed together. The answer is pretty simple. These two women are both martyrs who died not just on the same day, but in the exact same place and time. They were very close in age too, as they were both born in the year 182. The day we now celebrate as the feast day of Saints Perpetua and Felicity was in the year 203, a day celebrated as the birthday of the Roman Emperor Septimius Severus. For his birthday, the emperor could think of no better entertainment than having a handful of Christian believers thrown into an arena and attacked by animals. Among these believers were Perpetua and Felicity, two women who were quite different at a glance. Felicity was a slave, while Perpetua was a well-educated noblewoman. However, they were united in their faith and in the experience of motherhood. Perpetua had an infant son at the time of her imprisonment and execution, while Felicity was pregnant and gave birth to her daughter mere days before she was killed. Despite the awful circumstances, Felicity was actually grateful to have delivered her daughter before the emperor's birthday because it was illegal to execute a pregnant woman, and her death as a martyr would have been postponed as a result. That should give you an idea of how intense these two were in their faith. Going cheerfully to your death is one thing, but perhaps more impressive is resisting the temptation to avoid it. Perpetua herself recorded that her father visited multiple times during her imprisonment. The first time he asked her to lie to save herself, she famously pointed out a nearby water jug and said, do you see this vessel? Can it be called by any other name than what it is? So too I cannot be called anything other than what I am. On the day, Perpetua and Felicity were marched into the arena and a mad heifer was set loose on them. Perpetua, however, was not at all concerned. She was singing a psalm as they entered and when thrown down by the heifer, simply got up and asked for a pin to fix her disheveled hair. When she saw Felicity knocked to the ground, she helped her to her feet and they stood together. The animals weren't able to kill everyone they were loosed on, so eventually Perpetua, Felicity, and the others with them had to be dispatched with a sword. When this time came, they walked willingly to the appointed spot and died together, to the continued amazement of the crowd. Hearing stories of the martyrs can be disheartening sometimes. Most of them fearlessly faced down a terrible, painful death in the name of their faith, and it can leave you wondering, how can I possibly live up to that kind of virtue? How can I even come close? There's no perfect answer, but one good answer is not alone. Perpetua and Felicity were strong in their faith, sure, but they also had each other and those who were martyred with them. They weren't facing their deaths all alone, and we don't have to face every challenge alone either. There is all kinds of support out there if we're just willing to reach out a hand for it. Saints Perpetua and Felicity, pray for us.
And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the Saints or for Lenten resources, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at MontredayRadio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news, a parish church in southern Indiana that dates to the late 19th century had its roof ripped off in a windstorm on Friday. Now, photos shared by the Diocese of Evansville show the roof of St. Joseph Parish Church, which is located in rural Vanderburg County, lying in a crumpled heap nearby. Father Gene Schroeder, the church's pastor, told Catholic News Agency that the roof came off shortly after a funeral took place in the church and while class was in session at the nearby parish school. Miraculously, he said, no one was injured. In fact, Father Schroeder said powerful straight line winds lifted the metal roof, which is only about 10 years old, entirely off, depositing debris largely in the parking lots as well as in a neighbor's yard and driveway. He said neither the school, the rectory, nor the parish sustained any damage. Now, the windstorm caused thousands of power outages in the Indiana, Kentucky, and Illinois tri-state area. Father Schroeder said because there is a plaster ceiling above the sanctuary, the interior of the church did not sustain any damage either. He said crews are in the process of putting a temporary cover over the roof to prevent water damage since rain is forecast later this Mm. week. Incredible. They show pictures of it and it looks like the roof was just peeled off. Just the entire thing. Incredible. Yeah. Everybody is safe. That's great. Well, in his prayer intention for March, Pope Francis prays for the victims of abuse and says the church must serve as a model of safeguarding and must offer safe spaces for victims. And the intention states, we pray for those who have suffered harm from members of the church. May they find within the church herself a concrete response to their pain and suffering. And in his video message announcing his prayer intention for March, Pope Francis says the church must serve as a model to help solve the issues and bring it to light in society and in families. Now, the Vatican's initiative that promotes the Holy Father's prayer intentions each month is called the Pope's Worldwide Prayer Network. Well, Portland's popular Sunday Parkway is coming back to the Rose City this spring and summer with three scheduled car-free events sponsored by the city's Bureau of Transportation. So walkers and bicyclists can choose May 7th in East Portland, June 25th around the Coley neighborhood, or September 10th in Southwest Portland. So as is typical, the routes for 2023 will highlight newer bike infrastructure and city parks, including Gateway Discovery Park, completed in Northeast Portland in 2019, and the inclusive playground at Gabriel Park in Southwest Portland, completed in 2022. The Sunday Parkway started back in 2008, but like so many events, was put on pause during the pandemic when the city went to a viral or self-guided format. At its height, there were five Sunday Parkways during the warm weather months. Last year saw two scheduled events. So there you go, got three this year. Perfect. Well, four Americans who authorities say were kidnapped in Mexico on Friday were a tight-knit group of friends traveling from South Carolina. So one of them, a mother of six, could undergo a medical procedure across the border, according to family members. 
Now, Mexican authorities are still searching for the missing Americans who drove into the border city of Matamoros on Friday, where they were fired upon by unidentified gunmen and placed in a vehicle and taken from the scene by armed men, according to the FBI. An innocent Mexican bystander was also killed in the encounter. U.S. Ambassador to Mexico Ken Salazar had said. Now, investigators believe the Americans were mistakenly targeted by a Mexican cartel that likely mistook them for Haitian drug smugglers. A joint task force of federal and state agencies has been created for processing all the information related to the case. The FBI is also requesting the public's help in finding the Americans and identifying anyone involved in the incident. The agency announced a $50,000 reward for the return of the victims and the arrest of those responsible. Well, it was quite a discovery for a crab boat off the Oregon coast. The crew caught a very rare all-white Dungeness crab. What? Yeah, all-white Dungeness crab. Mostly all-white. It had black eyes. But according to the Oregon Fish and Wildlife Department, white Dungeness crabs seem to appear once in every 2 million or 3 million crabs. Yeah. The agency told the North Coast Journal in 2001 that it receives two or three reports each year of crabs with a rare genetic condition that causes partial loss of pigment out of an annual Dungeness harvest of about 8 million crabs. So rather than keeping this latest rare find, the white crab was donated to the Seaside Aquarium, where the good folks there named it Sour Cream. (laughs) (laughs) Sour Cream the Crab. Sour Cream the Crab. That's perfect. Yeah, They say Dungeness crabs can live about 10 years, and Sour Cream is estimated to be about four or five years old. Yeah, I think though, well taken care of, sour cream might uh, have a little bit longer yeah. shelf life. Uh, yeah, it'd be kind of fun to see it now. <laughs> I'm going to look it yeah. up. Well, the historic Jansen Beach Carousel is looking for a new permanent home. The nonprofit historic preservation organization Restore Oregon says it's searching for a community or entity with the ability to both assume ownership of the carousel, give it a home. It says if it doesn't happen by September 15th, the council, the carousel may end up leaving Oregon altogether. The nonprofit says that when it accepted the donation of the carousel back in 2017, it was meant to be temporary. Now it hopes to find a new owner that would preserve the carousel rather than allowing it to be broken down, sold into pieces. And in sports, two road wins in a row now for the Portland Trailblazers in Detroit last night. Downing the Pistons, 110-104. to Another nice game for Damian Lillard. He had a triple-double, scoring 31 points, grabbing 13 rebounds and dishing out 12 assists. Portland had a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter. Got a little tense down the stretch as the Pistons cut the deficit to six with about a minute and a half to play, but the Blazers held on for the win. Portland is at the Boston Celtics tomorrow for game four of their six-game road trip. And this afternoon, it will be University of Portland against Gonzaga in women's basketball for the West Coast Conference oh. title. What time does that start at? Uh, that will begin at 1 this afternoon. <clears throat> Excuse me, 1 this afternoon. So uh, Gonzaga, Portland, top two seeds, too. So it oh. held the form. Gonzaga, top seed. University of Portland. What a great two. lineup. That'll be a great game. It'll be a good game. 
Well, today, David, we're talking about that Eucharistic prayer number one. It's going to keep you on your knees just a little bit longer Mm -hmm. during the Mass. That's because it has a long series of saints that include seven women. And during today's show, we are talking about who these women are that have made such a holy name for themselves that they would be included in this Eucharistic prayer. Now, you got the first two right off the bat, Saints Perpetua and Saints Felicity. Right. Feast day is today. We just heard from Awaken the Saint. All right. So as they move through the list, here's the next one. Saint Agatha. Agatha. Yeah, I was thinking about Agatha. Agatha of Sicily. Yeah, exactly. A young girl who chose Jesus for her spouse at a young age. Agatha was accused of being Christian in the third century, put into prison. Now, she survived several rounds of torture until she did finally die. She's highly venerated in the early church. We go on next to... Saint Lucy. Saint Lucy. Of course, we know Lucy dedicated her virginity to Christ, but her mother wasn't aware of it and arranged to have her married. Lucy refused on the account of her private vow. The man she was supposed to marry led to a gruesome martyrdom Mm. for her. And then... St. Agnes. Agnes, that's right. Right. Agnes is the daughter of a wealthy and distinguished parents in Rome during the 4th century. She also dedicated herself to God and refused to marry. And at age of 12, she was put to death for her refusal and for being a Christian. Now, her name, Agatha, it means lamb. And annually on her feast, a pair of lambs are blessed by the Pope and their wool is shorn on Holy Thursday to create the pallium that a new metropolitan archbishop wears over his shoulders. All right. Isn't that interesting? It's very interesting. All right. I was going to go back to uh, St. Perpetua. Yes. So a little, little trivia for you here. Beautiful hike on the Oregon coast, Cape Perpetua. Is it really? Yeah, central Oregon coast. It's one of the highest points on the Oregon coast. Great trail system. Hiked it several times. A beautiful hike. A little trivia about that, though. So the Cape was named by Captain James Cook on March 7th, March 7th. Her feast day. Today, 1770, 1778, as he searched for the Pacific entrance to a Northwest Passage, Cook named Cape Perpetua because it was discovered on St. Perpetua Day, March 7th. I love that. Yeah. That's a great story. Yeah. So today, to... go, up, go hike Cape Perpetua. Go hike. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Friday at 6.30 begins the St. John the Apostle Church Mission with John Edwards. The parish mission will feature John Edwards, founder of Pew Ministries, March 10th and March 11th. St. John the Apostle Church is located in Washington Street in Oregon City. Free will offering will take place in place of ticket sales. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And we have a homily highlight coming up with Monsignor O'Connor. It happens right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. 
Join Mater Day Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. You would send the Holy Spirit to them. You would send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matudayradio.com. Are you a young adult in your 20s or 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Jesse Jose, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work in witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to build community, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. Prayer is one of the three pillars of Lent, and Matrade Radio is ready to offer up your special intentions during this holy season. Our committed team of prayer warriors wants to hear from you by clicking Pray on the Hail Mary Media app or matradayradio.com. Call them directly with your request at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. You can keep praying with Mater Dei Radio during Lent through our daily broadcast of the celebration of Holy Mass, the mysteries of the Rosary, and the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. Plus, there's stirring Lenten reflections, special features on the morning blend, and the Stations of the Cross of our Lord's Passion at 7 o'clock on Friday nights. Pray your way through Lent into Easter with the Hail Mary Media app and Mater Dei Radio leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 814 Day Radio. Got about a 60% chance of showers today, a high of 49 degrees. Then tonight, about a 40% chance of rain, a low of 34. And then for Wednesday, 80% chance of showers, maybe a little snow in there mixed with a high of 46. Currently, it is 37 degrees at St. Thomas Catholic Church out in Camas. And 37 degrees at St. Joseph's Church in Salem. Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. And today's homily highlight is from our good friend, Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, rector at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception, right here in Portland. On this second Sunday of Lent, every year the Gospel gives us one of the versions from the Synoptic Gospels of the Transfiguration. And at this time in Lent, we're shown the figure of Abraham, the great patriarch, the great father of Israel who, by the way, is honored obviously in Judaism, but also in the Muslim faith as well, Abraham, this great character who had this relationship with the Lord, the first covenant. You know, we look at the big covenants between Abraham, Noah, Moses. Abraham received this first promise of the Lord. And Abraham is a real figure of trust, of course. It's to remind us about to trust in the Lord. Look at this. He was told to get up 
take what he had and go to a new land, to the land of Canaan. He wasn't even told how to get there. He was just told, get up and go. He didn't know whether it was 100 miles south or west or whatever, just the idea of that he was to pack up his kinfolk and his animals and set off on a journey and the Lord would show him the way. He would lead him to Cana. He trusted in the Lord. He departed from his comfortable homeland and went into the land of Cana to take possession there. And it wasn't easy. He wasn't given a golden key to Cana. He had to fight the tribes that lived there to take possession of some of the land there that the Lord wanted him to have. And then the Lord promises him that he will be father of many nations, which is ironic because Abraham was 75 and him and his wife, been married for 60 odd years, had no children. And the thought of having children would be impossible to them. Yet the Lord says, I will make you the father of many nations. And that's what happened. And after 24 years of traveling in Cana, he's given the child Isaac at the age of 100. I'm not a parent, but I do talk to a lot of parents. And apparently it's quite difficult being a parent. But at the age of 100, being a parent for the first time is probably a little scary. And then when Isaac is a teenager, Abraham is 113. But at that point, he's asked something else from the Lord. He's asked another test of his trust in the Lord. He's told to go into the wilderness and offer a sacrifice to God. And that sacrifice will be Isaac, his son, the one who has been given so he would be father of the many nations, that his descendants would be more than the grains of sand on the seashore. He's asked to go and sacrifice Isaac. And you all know this, the, the event with Isaac goes into the wilderness. Isaac's looking for where is the animal for the sacrifice. And Abraham knows it's his son that God's asking him to, to give. But as he's about to kill Isaac, the angel of the Lord comes and stops Abraham and tells him that he has done good in the sight of God because he was willing to give everything for God because he trusted in God. And that really is the example for us in this Lent that we must put all our trust in the good Lord, trusting that his promises he will keep and that eternal life is the outcome of that trust in God. And we don't know what's going to happen today, tomorrow, the next few years, etc. We can plan all we like, but things will come in our path that we didn't expect. And they're the times when God asks us to trust him. We see in the uh, transfiguration in our gospel there, this is an event which is meant to give the disciples, the apostles there, some courage in the forthcoming passion. Right, so they go up to the um, <clears throat> they go up to the mount, and Moses and Elijah appear. But more importantly, that cloud appears with that voice from the Father, which says, "This is my beloved Son. Listen to him." It is the confirmation that Jesus is the Messiah, is the Son of God, he is the one who's come to free Israel from their sins, not just Israel but the Gentiles too. And this was a foretaste of Jesus Christ's glory. So the apostles are meant to see the glory of God in this event, to understand that there is hope that in the coming days when they see Christ being arrested and maltreated and whipped and beaten and eventually crucified, that they should know that on the third day we'll rise again because he's told them about the resurrection. 
But unfortunately, the transfiguration didn't stick with the apostles, did it? Because, you know, Peter denied him. The other apostles ran away. No one wanted to be around through all this. And it was only after Pentecost when they received the Holy Spirit that they got some strength that they could witness to the gospel. But that glimpse of hope was there, the transfiguration. And during this Lent, we need those glimpses of hope. We need them all the time in our Christian life. We need those glimpses of hope, the glimpses of the glory of God. Because it reminds us about what this is all about. It reminds us about our heavenly destiny. Our union with God at the end of this life of spiritual growth is to be with God, right? And we need some signs of that glory. Where do we get them? We get them in our daily life of relationship with Jesus Christ, in our prayer. They're signs of hope. They're the glimpses of glory. To concentrate and to think and meditate upon the figure of Jesus Christ and our love for him and his love for us, they should give us these little glimpses of hope, these glimpses of glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why daily prayer is so important to us, to pray daily in whatever way we like as well. There's no fixed way of prayer. Prayer is diverse as we are. Lady this morning after the first mass said to me, please tell them about daily mass. And she said, you mentioned daily mass a year or so ago. And I got it in my head that I wanted to go to daily mass. And she said, I've been doing that for the last year. And she said, it changed my life. And she's in a group with some other people and she was talking about this. And there was a guy in the group who said, I did the same thing. I started going to daily mass and it changed my life. There's no greater prayer than the holy sacrifice of the mass, of course. And to participate in it is the source and summit of our lives as Christians. But to do that on a more regular basis, daily, or at least once another time during the week, is a great thing, of course. It's a life changer. It really is. It changed my life. I started going to daily mass, and within a couple of years, I was in the seminary. Um, I'm not saying that you're going to go to the seminary if you go to daily mass, but you will have a closer relationship with the Lord. You will focus your day on the things above. And that's the other thing. It's a glimpse of glory. And it keeps us going. It gives us that hope for eternal life. So, as we, in the middle of this Lent, or the second Sunday of Lent, remember that figure of Abraham. We trusted in the Lord in all those things. And then this glimmer of hope that we have in the transfiguration. And we look for those hope, those glimmers, those glimpses of hope, in our daily lives. And that is today's homily highlight from Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, the rector at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception here in Portland. You know, St. Mary's Cathedral is one of those great parishes that have so many activities available for the community. That includes adoration every Thursday. That announcement is on our community calendar and so many other great events happening for ministries and parishes throughout the Archdiocese of Portland and in Southwest Washington. So be sure to check that out at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Support for Materday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. 
Modern Day Radio's Leadership Circle connects through all-source communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? All-source communications is an independent local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at allsourcecommunications.com. That's allsourcecommunications.com. Or call 503-967-4887 for all-source communications. Connecting Monterey Radio's Leadership Circle. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Monterey Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Monterey Radio. It's quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at MonterreyRadio.com. Lattes and cappuccinos may be tasty, but it's the morning blend with David and Brenda that will get your day started right on Mater Day Radio. And it is 825 and Mater Day Radio. Well, a big day for the pilots and bulldogs. We'll tell you about it in sports coming up. And it was meant to be a temporary council in the Vatican, but after the work was completed, well, they still gathered to advise Pope Francis and new members are announced for the Council of Cardinals. I'll tell you who they are coming up after this. It is Lenten Music by Marion Grace, Ave Maristella. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
That is Marion Grace and Ave Maristella. It's 831 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, Pope Francis appointed five new members to his Council of Cardinals advisors on Tuesday, including Synod organizer Cardinal Jean-Claude Hollerich and Canadian Cardinal Gerard Lacroix. Now, the Vatican announced on March 7th the nine members of Pope Francis' Council of Cardinals tasked with assisting the Pope in the governance of the Universal Church. Now, with the new appointments, Honduran Cardinal Oscar Meridiaga, 80 years old, and Germany's Cardinal Reinhard Mark, 69, are no longer members of the Council of Cardinals. Now, Cardinal Giuseppe Bertello, the 80-year-old retired president of the government of Vatican City State, has been replaced by his successor. Now, the group of cardinal advisors, also referred to as the C9 for its nine members, was established by Pope Francis one month after his election in 2013 to advise the Pope on the reforms of the Roman Curia, particularly the new apostolic constitution that was published last year. Now, the group continued to meet after the Constitution's publication and discussed the Synod on Synodality and the work of the Pontifical Commission for the Protection of Minors at its last meeting in December. Well, the body of a man who fell into the ocean from a cliff at Cape Kiwanda in Pacific City on Saturday has been recovered, according to Oregon State Police. OSP says the man, 25-year-old Henry Ming Wong of West Covina, California, was hiking beyond a safety fence in an area known as the Punch Bowl at about 5 p.m. when he slipped and fell about 20 feet to the water's edge. He was reportedly knocked unconscious from the fall and swept into the ocean by the waves. Oregon State Police, Nesteca Fire Rescue, and the U.S. Coast Guard searched for the man using drones and a helicopter. The recovery effort was suspended until Sunday morning at about 4.30 p.m. on Sunday. Ming Huang was found dead on the shoreline Mm. at the bottom of a nearby cliff. His body was recovered and taken to a local funeral home. Those safety rails and barriers, they're there for a reason. And uh, gosh, prayers for his family. Mm -hmm. Well, a parish church in southern Indiana that dates to the late 19th century had its roof rift off in a windstorm Friday. Photos shared by the Diocese of Evansville show the roof of St. Joseph Parish Church, which is located in rural Vanderburg County, lying in a crumpled heap nearby. Father Gene Schroeder, the church's pastor, told Catholic News Agency that the roof came off shortly after a funeral took place in the church while classes were in session at the nearby parish school. Miraculously, he said, no one was injured. In fact, Schroeder said powerful straight-line winds lifted the metal roof, which was only about 10 years old, mm. entirely off, depositing debris largely in the parking lots as well as in the neighbor's yard and driveway. He said neither the school, rectory, nor the parish offices sustained any damage. The windstorm caused thousands of power outages in the Indiana, Kentucky, and Illinois tri-state area. Father Schroeder said because there is a plaster ceiling above the sanctuary, the interior of the church did not sustain any damage. He said crews are in the process of putting a temporary cover over the roof to prevent water damage since rain is forecasted for later this week. That's amazing. It's incredible. And when you see the pictures online, it just looks like a a hand just ripped the whole roof Right. right off. 
they said that much of it landed in a neighbor's uh, driveway and hit their garage. That neighbor said, yeah, my wife and I, we were married in that church more than 50 oh, years ago. Wow. Hey, good news for train travelers. They will once again be able to take the train directly from downtown Portland to Vancouver, B.C., three years after the line was disrupted. Now, trips into Canada were halted in 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic as travel restrictions went into place around the world. Then in September 2022, the train line resumed between Seattle and Vancouver, but those traveling from Portland were required to transfer. Travelers can now leave Portland's Union Station at 3 p.m. and arrive at Pacific Central Station in Vancouver, B.C. around 11 p.m., according to Amtrak officials. The southbound train is scheduled to leave Vancouver, B.C. 6.35 a.m. and return to Portland at 2.55 p.m. train also stops in Seattle and several other towns along the way, including Olympia, Vancouver, and Washington, or excuse me, Vancouver, Washington, so, yeah, you can now take it seamlessly all the oh, way. I, I just think that that would be a great weekend or long, oh, yeah. even long weekend. You get up there late, you know, say on a Friday evening. That's what, like a seven, eight hour mm-hmm. train yep. trip? And then just spend the weekend up there seeing the sights and then, well, just catch that train all the way back. Yeah. That's a... Yeah, I'm, I'm putting that on the list uh, to do very soon. Remember several weeks ago, we talked about that Amtrak was going to be upgrading their cars, too. Oh. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure. I can't recall when those were going to happen. But yeah, it'd be a pretty comfortable trip. Uh, and then uh, as soon as they get that bullet train going, <laughs> I might be taking that up there, That's too. It. Cut the time down in half. Well, the U.S. Forest Service is moving forward with its request to increase or add recreation fees at 36 trailheads, campsites, and cabins to other recreation hubs in the Gifford Pinchot National Forest. A resource advisory committee will consider the proposed charge increases Thursday at their forest headquarters in Vancouver. You can attend virtually through Zoom. Officials said the fee increases are aligned with the agency's ongoing services and would make the forest recreation rates more consistent with the rest of the state. Now, roughly 95% of the service's recreation fee revenue is reinvested in the forest to operate, improve, and maintain its facilities, such as the campgrounds, restrooms, and trail upgrades, according to the Forest Service. Now, some of the areas with a new fee or increase include the Johnston Ridge Observatory at Mount St. Helens. There's also going to be a charge for those who want to climb either Mount St. Helens or Mount Adams. All right. In sports, University of Portland women's basketball team is on to the championship game of the West Coast Conference postseason tournament in Las Vegas. Yesterday afternoon, the second-seeded Pilots held on to defeat Pacific 75-72. to Big game for Alex Fowler, who's had an incredible season. She finished with a season-high 29 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, and 5 steals. Portland will play top seed Gonzaga at 1 this afternoon for the title. Bulldogs beat BYU 79-64 in the semis. This will be the third meeting between Gonzaga and the Pilots this year, with the Bulldogs winning both games during the regular season. Now in the men's conference final, Gonzaga will face St. Mary's for the title. That's at 6 p.m., be televised on ESPN. 
And that game should be just a fantastic one because I believe St. Mary's beat Gonzaga earlier oh. this year. Yeah, so uh, that could be a great game. Uh, Portland Trailblazers, they get a win last night in Detroit, downing the Pistons 110-104. to That's two wins in a row now for the Trailblazers. They play at the Boston Celtics. Okay. You may have heard of them. I've heard of them. <laughs> yes, they're pretty good. Larry Bird still playing? <laughs> he is not. No, okay. He, he retired several years ago. <laughs> uh, David, I have a feeling you might be having a couple windows open in your computer th- today, one on the game and then one uh, so you can continue doing your work. Yes, that's right. Shh, don't say anything. I won't say anything. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Well, when a priest chooses Eucharistic prayer number one, also known as the Roman canon, he has the option of reciting a short list of saints before and after saying the sacred words consecration. Now, this is an ancient list and one that has changed very little throughout the centuries. Now, the first one list, the first list highlights the Blessed Virgin Mary, St. Joseph, the 12 apostles and 12 other saints of the early church. Then, after the consecration, the priest will recite another list of 15 state saints, including seven women. Yes. Now, those who are these women and why did the church choose to mention them in the Mass? So we've been going through this list of women saints mm-hmm. who are in this Eucharistic prayer. Let's see if I remember. Started it was, with them. Uh, St. Perpetua. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had St. Uh, Agatha. Sure. St. Uh, Agnes. Yes. Right. Anastasia. That's what, That was the one I was saying. Is Anastasia, Anastasia on there? Anastasia's coming up, David. Oh, okay. The one that you also, uh, that we've covered was St. Lucy. Yeah, St. Lucy. And right. then Perpetua's mate or uh, companion, uh, St. Felicity. Felicity, right. Right. So yeah. those are all the ones that are in there. Now, yeah. another one, and in fact, many church musicians have this as their patron saint, St. Cecilia. St. Cecilia. Yeah, yeah, that's similar to Agnes Luthi Agatha. Cecilia was a noble maiden of the second century who dedicated her virginity to God. She was forced to marry, but protected by her guardian angel, helped preserve her purity. Eventually, she was put to death for her Christian faith, popularly known as a patron saint for her musical skills. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, David, you got this right at the beginning of the show, yeah. St. Anastasia. Anastasia. Now, a Roman widow of the fourth century after her husband's death, she dedicated her life to acts of charity in the practice of her Christian faith during the persecution of Diocletian. Mm -hmm. She was killed for her beliefs. Her feast was originally placed on December 25th. Oh, okay. As it was customary to commemorate her in a small way each Christmas. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Saturday at 9 a.m., it is the Heroic Men's Lenten Summit Rising from the Ashes. It's happening via Zoom. Join Bishop Andrew Cousins, Dr. Edward Shree, and John Lucido at the Heroic Men's Summit Rising from Ashes, powered by the Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance. This free virtual online summit is designed to inspire and ignite the thoughts and beliefs of Catholic men, encourage them to rise to greatness through the transformative power of the Eucharist. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, the Hail Mary media app. 
Well, it is a Tuesday, and you know what that means? That means it's Tech Tuesday. Sarah Kinsey, she's going to join us right after the forecast. Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. I'm Kyle Hyman from Spokestreet.com, and my life has always been rush, rush, rush from one thing to the next, from activities and sports and now kids and all the things that they're doing. And when I look back on my life and see when God was working most, it was in times that I had space for prayer and for quiet time. The first time I really remember this happening is that summer between high school and college and I was working in a factory and for the first time in my life I was bored out of my mind because usually I, I always had an activity going on but here I was working in this factory doing the same thing over and over again and instead of just zoning out I at times would turn to prayer and really for the first time had a feeling not necessarily heard a voice but had this feeling that I was being called to something very different than my plans and this experience would reoccur during retreats and adoration and other points throughout my life where I had some quiet time. I'll be honest, this is something I'm still horrible at doing is making time for quiet, but something I realize that I need to do and probably something that you need to do as well. When's the last time that you just sat and gave God a chance to speak to you. We encourage you to schedule a specific time in your day for silence. Whatever you need to do, wherever you need to go, to give space to listen for the Lord. Is God calling you to do something different with your life? Join Mater Day Radio's team as our new grant writer. Shape the future of Catholic media through this dynamic part-time position, offering you competitive pay and an exciting opportunity for remote work with flexible hours to suit your schedule. Get more details on the grant writer position and how to apply at materdayradio.com. That's materdayradio.com to join us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life at Mater Day Radio. And it is 8.45 in Modern Day Radio. Well, there is a chance of the showers today, about a 60% chance, kind of increases as we go through the day today. High of 49 degrees, and then again, showers overnight tonight, low of 34. Could see a rain-snow mix, depending on your elevation. Then for Wednesday, high of 46, and about the same for Thursday. Currently, it is 39 degrees at Catholic Community Services of Clark County in Vancouver. And 39 degrees at St. Cecilia's in Beaverton. 
Well, looking out the window today, temperatures look to be a little milder than they have been in the past. Joining us for her Tech Tuesday and a live traffic update, <laughs> it is our good friend Sarah Kenzie, Digital Media Manager here at Mater Day Radio. Good morning, Sarah. How are things out there on the roads today? Good morning. Uh, they're okay. I had to do a little roundabout. There looks like there might have been a few accidents maybe on I-5 today, so there was a little bit of a, a slow uh, traffic there. Okay. You make good use of your technology on your phone. What traffic app are you using that gets you around all of these different kind of accidents or issues and things like that? I just opened mine and it was still going. Oh, was it? <laughs> uh, I just used the basic iPhone app. but I, Google Maps or I, whatever it Yeah, is. I hear yeah. that there's more, there's other options that I should maybe try, but it works pretty well most of the time. I use, um, on my phone, I used to use uh, a KGW app that used to give oh. me live traffic reports. And when I switched phones... It's an app that's no longer supported. Oh, shoot. I'm kind of sad for that. So I have to find a new traffic app that gets me to uh, where I need to be on time. Well, you are here joining us today. What always comes on time is a great email from Mater Day Radio. You send out kind of a highlight and inspiration email. Gives important information about what's coming up too from Mater Day Radio. Sarah, joining us today. Well, let us know what's coming up in that email. So first off. Michael Davis is joining us. That's right. So uh, this is an interview that Brenda did with Michael Davis, who is the host of our podcast, Common Sense on Social Justice. Um, and this is kind of a preview, but but it but the two of you have a great discussion as well um, about the use of technology and um, how it relates to social justice. And I saw the title of that and I said, hmm, I wonder what, what that's going to be about. But it was very interesting just to hear kind of um, even drawing on Pope Francis's, um, uh, it was a comment about using technology as like our goal, like to just always be like better, faster, uh, more advanced. But but why? Like is why if we're making that the goal, we've maybe lost sight of maybe you know the the other bigger, more important goals that technology maybe can help serve. Um, us and so it was a good check for me to kind of think about you know how I use technology even though I use it in my job I, I also find that it can kind of creep in and take over <laughs> my life a little bit and and just to stop and think about what is this actually at the service of and, and that's not to say that it's bad obviously <laughs> I'm grateful for it that's why I have oh, my job sure. but <laughs> uh, but but I think it's important for us to stop and, and to think about this so this is a great chance to do that and also um, get a little bit of insight into Michael's podcast. Yeah, it's interesting because Brent and I have this discussion quite often about, you know, how much do you want to use your phone and how much are you looking at it throughout the course of a day? And during Lent season, we've talked about, you know, well, maybe not using it as much. And, right. and Miriam Marston even had a really interesting kind of her Lenten resolution was she was going to use her phone, but she was going to remove all the color from it. Oh, and just and just have black and white. Isn't oh, that interesting? Yeah, I thought that was really cool. I yeah. did too. So that is just some of what you'll hear on today's uh, or on the on the new uh, preview with Michael Davis. You're going to get that in your email today, and you highlight all of our great locally produced shows here at Mater Day Radio. It's, it's one of our longest running ones. Also, they've been getting together for quite a long time. Deacon Harold Briggs-Sivers and Ken Hellenius. In fact, I think that they've been doing Living Stones uh, on, in different places 
almost its entirety. I think there's only been a few occasions where they've been together in the studio, but Livingstones really brings to life the, the writings and encyclicals of the church. Tell our listeners what they're going to hear. Yes, in this episode of Living Stones, uh, it's all about fasting during Lent. And um, it also ties in with prayer and Eucharistic adoration. And I actually found that it uh, went very well with the technology episode that we were just talking about, um, really kind of, you know, focusing ourselves and, and thinking about what's important and just getting some more background into fasting and why we do it as Catholics um, and maybe challenging us to do it a little bit more than the uh, two required days that we have. Oh, excellent. So definitely want to check that out. Of course, we're well into our Lenten journey. And then as far as technology, there is the right place and right use for it. And it's also, as we talked about in uh, the social concerns with Michael Davis, he said, you know, how are we using technology to advance our spiritual life, right. which is an important component of that? Well, we have the Hail Mary media app. Sarah, you work on it all the time, adding things. It's so well laid out. And now we have Spanish language prayers on there. Tell our listeners more. That's right. So we've had a few up there for some time, but we just added several more. Um, and I'm so excited that um, we have, we're just growing that collection. Uh, we had um, two uh, wonderful women record for us um, some Spanish prayers. And so um, we're just so grateful for, for their help. Um, and uh, go check it out. And, you know, if you speak Spanish and maybe want to help us out with more recording, you can always reach out to us. But we just added several prayers, um, several um, classic Catholic prayers, but then also some traditional um, ones that some some of the, the readers um, of the prayers um, knew from, from growing up, which mm. was really special. So um, go check that out. It's in the audio and the text prayer section. You know, talking about good use of technology, if you have a student in your household who was in a Spanish class, so many have that class available to them, well, wouldn't that be perfect to have those prayers available so they can practice right. all their Spanish language and learn their Catholic prayers at the same time. Well, Sarah, we really appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much for joining us and uh, look forward to this afternoon's email. Thank you very much. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, this is Father Matt Libra. Please join me as we pray for unity in our church, our community, and our country. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Holy Trinity, unite us as one. Bring unity to our diversity so that in one body and in one spirit, we may love one another and glorify you. We ask this in your holy name. Amen. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at matradayradio.com or call our prayer hotline at 503-285-3737.
Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Dei Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 8.55 at Mater Dei Radio. One last look at your forecast today, about a 60% chance of showers. They increase throughout the day today, high of 49 degrees. Overnight low, 34, with about a 60% chance of rain, maybe a little snow mixed in there. That's the same for Wednesday with a high of 46. It is currently... 39 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is I Am They and No Impossible With You. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Right now I'm staring down a giant Right now I can't see past my pain
That is I Am They and No Impossible With You. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. Hey, thanks so much for joining the Morning Blend today. David and Brenda with you. So this is National Cereal Day, as we mentioned. Okay, I'm going to go get a bowl right now. There you go. Well, this is a very Catholic question, and you're going to know the answer to this Uh-oh. as a mom, Brenda. Where do you find random Cheerios? Uh, outside of the cracks of my couch? <laughs> no, in church pews. In church pews. That's it. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Always just a few little treats to keep them through that's, mass. That's right. <laughs> oh, well, that is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. It's Tuesday. That means Voice of the Shepherd with our Archbishop Alexander Sample coming on at 730. You can also catch the podcast on the Hail Mary media app. Have a very blessed day.